Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay. This is Pod 72. I'm here with Lita Herman, as always. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. Today is part two of our Joy of Movement podcast. I hope you have listened already to the Joy of Movement part one, which is Pod 71. If not, you can go back right now and hit listen, pause. hit pause and listen to pause 71. Go ahead. We'll wait. We packed so much into it. We had to break this into two. So this is the second one and we hope you enjoy it. The taxations. Can you explain the five taxations? And maybe that'll help people understand a little bit of the challenges and the different ways of the movement. Yes. So it's all about balance. I remember we kept saying for each of these things, don't overdo it. And that's what we've discovered. A little of this, a little of that, and definitely a lot more fun than many of us are having. Variety is key. Moderation is key. No excess of any one thing. I'm going to add bouncy house onto my list. <laughs> yes, you need to definitely fine right? yeah how about how about uh those gyms that have those giant trampolines Ooh, that's what you need yeah. to do i think we have to go find one yeah we'll have to go when it's adults only i don't want to bounce some kid through the roof or something <laughs> that, yeah i could just imagine them <laughs> flying boing, off boing. yeah <laughs> no we don't we want to keep it safe and fun well obviously fun is a really good thing it's a key component and so we want to really do that so but we don't want to do the excess boy that's yeah so not to throw weight blanket over no, everything right. you know but we're going to talk about these ta taxations is what it's called in chinese medicine yeah, the five taxations i know we've talked about it that's why i thought it'd be a good way to to tell people not to do too much bouncy not to do too much dancing not to do much of uh, you know the don't squatting. pick on dancing yeah squatting hey you can <laughs> run dance <laughs> you okay. can over tango for too long <laughs> Tango for two. Over tango taxation. I've heard of it. It's a thing. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Too much tango. Not a good thing. Okay. So if you're overdoing any of these things, then you might be taxing your body and causing certain things to weaken over time. So the five taxations are... No drum roll. Okay. It's too much light. <laughs> <laughs> now you want a drum roll. Make up your mind. No drum roll. Want a drum roll. <laughs> too much lying down is injurious to the lungs and overall to your energy and chi. Oh my God. Of course it is. Don't be a lazy bleep. Yes. Lay around. It'll yes. hurt your lungs. Yes. And that makes so much sense because what's the number one thing to watch out for when someone is bedridden? It's pneumonia. So yeah. too much lying down will take your lungs down. If you're not careful, get out of bed, get off the couch, walk around a little bit, get some movement. Yes. So the next one is too much sitting. We mentioned this causes taxation of the spleen and your flesh in particular. <laughs> so if you know what that's going, right? I'm looking... waiting to put that joke in. <laughs> no, go for it, Jay. <laughs> get off your bleep. Get out of that chair. Boy, I'm a lot of bleeping today. I might set a new record. So look at saggy butt. 
Saggy tires, right? You <laughs> saggy said butt. Okay. Oh my god! So if you have saggy tired-looking flesh, you know it's your spleen. It's your spleen. So it's about overdoing the sitting, sitting at your desk all day, and then going and meditating all night. You know that's not sitting a great on that meditation. Yeah, yeah, too much meditation is also not a good thing. So there you go. So now it seems impossible to do too much walking, but even too much walking can be too much. So if you had to walk all day, maybe for your job, maybe you work in the forest and you walk around, I don't know, <laughs> you know, be <laughs> one of those forest oh, managers. Forest walkers, yeah. watch out, all six of you. <laughs> Okay, can we talk about anyone other than forest walkers? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's not even a job. You're like a park ranger? Yes, that's it. <laughs> forest walker. That sounds like it's Star Wars. Yes, Luke, that's be a it. forest walker. You Luke forest walker. <laughs> Okay. Skywalker. Oh, okay. Not forest. All right. Well, that's walking too. So don't walk in the sky too much. All right. So if you're walking too much, she's still laughing. All right. I'll give her a moment. Laughing too much is bad for you. That's good for you. So if you're other than park rangers, if you're walking too much and then you do that for your exercise, then you might tax your liver, which would also hurt your sinews, which is what we call your muscles, tendons, and ligaments. Okay, but what if you're a forest walker with a drinking problem? <laughs> Why does that your have Your liver is shot. Oh, your liver. Yes, yes, Okay, that's so it. don't walk. Don't walk and drink. Slow down. <laughs> don't walk. Stop and smell the roses. It's just not, just don't walk through like the repetitive motions of doing it over and over and over, right? So that's a certain uh, category of taxation. The overreaching, the overwalking, it's not healthy for the liver. You know, and Jay, it's not even just walking too much or doing any one thing too much. It can also be about repetitive motions. And, you know, I want to talk about this in, in relation to the liver, because when you do the same thing over and over again in a certain way, it's also going to be taxing to the liver in particular. And so you're you might even find that someone who is doing a repetitive motion like that over and over and over again starts overreacting to life in general. And so that's just a sign that the liver is really upset. And therefore, the sinews, the muscles might be really upset. You might be hurting your body a lot in ways where it doesn't make sense. Like, gosh, I just picked up that bag and my arm hurts. Like, it shouldn't hurt. Well, you so, have an angry liver. Yeah, you might have an angry liver. Wow. And so the is that other a thing that is a thing. See, angry liver. Yeah. So you've you've overtaxed you've it. Yep, you've taxed yeah. it. Okay. And the other taxation that's not so much to do with movement in general, but since we're talking about the five taxations, I thought I'd bring it up. And that is about your eyes. So if your eyes are doing too much staring, so all that screen time, you know, too much staring is bad for the heart. That is fascinating. I do think we're heading into an epidemic of that too much staring. And so if it's bad for the heart, what does that mean? It means that you might have trouble sleeping. That's a number one heart issue. It's a common symptom. And so it's why I'm such a big proponent of not bringing your phone to bed with you. It's just a terrible combination. You go to bed where you, you know, where this issue can 
promote insomnia and you bring the thing that's going to make it worse. Yeah, that's so if you love your phone, leave it outside. Yes. How about that, right? <laughs> yes. So it's a little bit of a breakup, a little bit of separation for the heart. So yes. move your phone. I'm, I say it all the time to people. First thing I talk about is computer time, phone time. You have to wean that off. So, But the staring thing is fascinating to me. Yes. That that's connected with the heart. So remember, if your heart is struggling, maybe you have insomnia, guess what? Go out and dance because we just said dancing, swaying, a little bit of bouncing. Leave your phone at home. Yeah, leave your phone at home and go move your body. Go have fun with your friends. You know, that will help heal your heart. What about people who are working out too much? Like, you know, muscle weightlifters, like who are really like crazy exercising. Yes. So we said weightlifting is good in general for the kidney and bones, but too much weightlifting, you know, if you're really, really doing excessive amounts of weightlifting, that's going to tax the kidneys and the bones. So if you're really into powerlifting, you know, that could be excessive. Yeah. Muscle head, lift, 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 change it up. Add variety. Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Do not come and kick my ass. Yes. Okay. No. It's just again, it's about that too much of a good thing isn't a good thing anymore. Yes. Right? And so that's, you have to kind of think about that. That's really a rule of life, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. That is deep. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm going to get my bleed by the muscle heads. Yes. The I'm going to cut that out. They're Take coming to get you. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so variety is the spice of life. Who said that? Anybody know? I don't know. If you know, let me know. <laughs> uh, okay. We need some more variety in general. That's a good thing. People need to be curious. People need to be adventurous. They need to find more things to do, more ways to move the chi. Yes. Seasonal activities, new hobbies, new challenges. They don't have to be huge. You could just find things that are enjoyable. And I think this goes hand in hand with being a lifelong learner, learning new sports, learning new hobbies. You know, I recently shift things up. I'm not just uh, running all the time, even though I love running. Like we said earlier, ping pong, spin class, swimming, you know, uh, the stair monster, things that are always moving around moderation. Don't do anything too much, but you need to find what works for you that brings you joy. Yeah. And I've recently even begun to do a little bit more cardio that's not running because I wanted to kind of mix it up again. Yeah. I didn't want to tax my liver. So, you know, I love this T25 program that I've got and it requires some jumping, which is good for my heart. So some stretching, you know, I'm trying to mix it up and really get that variety. So I love T25 as well. I did it for many, many years. And, you know, let's show on T. Let's show him a little bit of love. We'll put him in the show notes. Yes. I mean, if you haven't heard from Shanti. He's an amazing motivator in the world and he gets people to move their bleep. bleep. Okay, I'm trying to set a record now. Bleep. <laughs> move their bleep donkey. He's um, so inspiring. So do you think everyone is getting it? You know, balance, variety. Let's make sure you're enjoying it. Then there's the idea of feeling how you feel after you exercise. So what we say in Chinese medicine is don't just do the exercise and just like then go back to your life. Take a moment and think about how that exercise makes you feel in your body. Yeah. How does it make you feel like energetically? Do you feel happy? Do you feel joy? Do you feel strong? Do you feel good? 
You know, I think we should keep going. We were going to stop here, but I think we should just keep going. Yes, this is the idea of applied kinesiology. So, you know, they've proven that once you become experienced in a movement, and, you know, there is a learning curve, so maybe not some right in the short, beginning. Some are longer. Yeah. So learning Tai Chi takes a while, for example. So let's say you're doing Tai Chi and you're just doing it and going back to work or whatever you're doing and you're not thinking about it. But let's just say you took a few minutes at the end of your Tai Chi to really think about how your body felt doing that movement. And you're getting some benefits of having done the movement even afterwards. And what you're starting to do is train your mind. So, you know, if you, if you, actually do this, you know, it's like you're visualizing it. So let's say that day you forgot to do Tai Chi, you don't have time, you know, you're, you're, you're just rushing, 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 but you take a few minutes now to visualize doing it. Maybe you're on a plane or in a car, you can't do Tai Chi there but you have a little time. So you go through the exercise in your head and guess what? You're getting the same benefits as if you've done it yourself. And they've, they know this, they've proven this with top athletes, reviewing things in your mind and visualizing it has really big benefits. Yeah. I, you know, something I've been doing for years on many different things, you know, we always could, we, this is a bigger conversation that we won't be able to finish today, but we also could put it into the zone. We talked about the visitors when we talked early in the podcast about being in the zone, athletes in the zone, the Wu way that's also can be enhanced with visualization. If you think about the outcome and the process over and over and over. Um, I, I think that that's something everyone should definitely do, but I'm not, don't lay on the couch and do visualization. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Lena said I could just think about it. No, that's not what she's saying. That's what I call lazy. Tai chi. Oh, another one. Beep. Um, you know, but it does have some benefits. You know, when you start to think about Tai Chi, you should start to feel the, the, the chi starting to move already. Yes. So that's the mental exercise. Yes. So the body reacts to the mental thoughts. Yes. It goes, you know, it's kind of the mental training to your physical training. You're programming the body's tissue and muscles and sinews to react in a specific way. And, you know, I think a lot of Olympic athletes are being uh, told to do this now. I mean, this is a really big deal. This isn't just Chinese medicine anymore. This has been proven and people are really embracing this. So I think uh, everyday people need to start to think about this. Totally. So let's think about exercise in general and when it becomes important to include it in your life. Because technically speaking, when we're younger, we don't really need to move our body as much as when we're older. Well, I, I like to tell people to move it or lose it. Yes. Okay. And that's a, you know, it's a joke, but seriously, you have to stay in motion. And one of the things that I've talked uh, with Lita about many times is the age cycles in Chinese medicine. And let's just drop that in, not to drop another huge bomb in here, but let's talk about the age cycles in Chinese medicine. And we're putting the pieces together of this puzzle to see how it fits and works for you. Okay. Just All right. This is great. Of, no, just a little bit. I, I love this. I love this. So we call these the cycles of seven and eight. So basically, you know, women and men have a slightly different kind of growth pattern in life. Women go in seven year cycles and men go in eight year cycles. So it's a little different. I Basically, women mature faster than men, um, it, which works great on the younger years. You know, the women are way more, girls are way more mature than boys. We all know that. But in the later years, you know, maybe men have a little bit of an edge up in terms of maybe not aging as quickly as women do. But 
basically what Jay's talking about here is until you're about 28 years old for a woman or 32 for a man, so that's the fourth cycle, your body is in really good shape. And it's not until after that time that you start to experience a slight decline in your sinews, which again, are your muscles, tendons, and ligaments. So what happens? They, they stop being so limber shall we say, by, by even like with no exercise, a younger person, someone younger than 28 or 32, if you're a man, is going to have limber muscles, tendons, and ligaments, no matter what they do. Right. So if you're at that younger age and you're listening to this podcast, you know, that's great. You should start to get a really good sense of exercise and movement and joy and become accustomed to it. Basically building good habits right now, no matter what age, but if you're in that younger under 32, under 28, this is the time to really grasp that mentality, you know, build good habits. It'll serve you well into the years that are coming, the other cycles. And then if you're not that, if you're slightly older, what can they do about that, Lita? Well, first of all, I just want to go back to what you said. I wish when I was in my 20s, you know, I was an intellectual. Let's just put it that way. I was a bookworm, right? So I sat on my bleep a lot. <laughs> I I really didn't exercise as much as I could have. So I created a lot of bad habits. Yeah. And those are the habits that have been so hard to break in my later years. So I really think Jay brought up a great point here, which is start now, even if you're in your 20s. We have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are in their 20s and they really want to, to sort of get ahead in life before, you know, there's a lot of listeners who are in their 40s and 50s who are like, how do I fix these problems that I created? Challenges. <laughs> right? And these so challenges. It's about really knowing that you want more, you want to do things that are good for your mind, your body, your spirit, everything. You can click off all the good boxes here if you just figure out what you want to do, what you love to do. And you can change. It doesn't have to be, you know, I want to become um, a runner or I want to do, you know, ultra running or the, for the rest of my life. No, it's about finding things that bring you joy, that are movement, work on your self-cultivation, the the moving of the chi, qigong, tai chi, those will come in combination with your meditation, your self-cultivation. It's like a big package we're building here. Right. So let's get back to the cycles of seven and eight. So the fifth cycle, which is 35 for women and 40 for men. So by that age, exercise, I have to say, becomes mandatory to keep your body vital. So that movement of your chi through those muscles and tendons and ligaments keeps them limber. If you don't, I guess it's that move it or lose it move thing, it Jay. Move it or lose it. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I'm not sure that the ancient philosophers said it like that, but this what? is what they you don't meant. Think sitting around <laughs> philosophizing things. <laughs> and they were like, move yeah. it or lose it. And, you know, there is um, something in Chinese medicine that we call sinew changing exercises. You know, it's about stretching and also cardiovascular quick and rapid movements with tension. That's called resistance training today. Yes. And now we 
we have the HIIT workouts and, you know, that's to some degree for sure. But, you know, it's that's resistance training. Yes. And so this is really important. So these kinds of workouts and Jay knows a lot about different ones. So, you know, maybe she has more to say on that. But these are really important when you get to that age group. And when you, you know, move on a little older, definitely by the age of 49 for women and 64 for men, those are the sixth and seventh, uh, you know, cycles, basically, we need to add some bone exercises. And so we call those bone or marrow washing exercises. Yeah, there's nothing like getting in a good bone marrow washing workout. I love it. <laughs> okay. Let's All go right. to the gym and wash the bones. <laughs> so it's really, you know, it's, it's similar to adding those weight bearing exercises that we talked about earlier. So specifically, those exercises are about holding your breath and causing some oxidative stress on the body, getting some perspiration, some sweat going. It's like isometric holding and tension. And then those bone marrow washing exercises also strengthen the brain. So you are also working on a strong mind as you do these exercises, which we all need when we're getting older. Sure. Got to keep the bones clean. Got to keep the mind clean. So these bone washing exercises cannot be done without first strengthening the sinews. I think that the easiest way for that is Qigong. Yes. You know, bone marrow washing Qigong. It's, yes. There's a lot of different ways out there to do that. Yes. So remember, first, you need strong sinews. So this is why we're talking about getting this exercise routine already habitually in your life long before you need these bone marrow washing exercises. Yeah, there's also the sinew stretching Qigong exercises as well. Right. That are for strength and different things. So yeah, Yeah. it's great. It's true. Let's, Let's keep going on this. Yeah. So the reason is if you don't do this, if you don't have strong sinews, you're going to get injured doing the bone washing exercise. So just the other day, I took a friend to the gym and, you know, she's in her 60s and she's decided to do some weight machines and she injured her shoulder, not from the strain of the weight, but just getting into the position to lift the weight is what injured her sinews. So she just wasn't like prepared for that level Maybe of work. she forgot to wash her bones before she got to the gym. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> she could have done some warm up Tai Chi, Qigong bone washing. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. Google it. So th- I guess the point here is... Wait, w- is there bone washing stretches? Yes. <laughs> is that a thing? Yes, okay. that's it. Okay. okay. So... <laughs> I guess that's Qigong. <laughs> okay. So no matter what age you are, the first thing you want to think about is how do you have exercises that are going to strengthen those sinews. And again, those are your muscles, your tendons, and your ligaments. You need to get strong. There's so many things out there. We already talked about the whole list that we did, plus T25. Plus there's, you know, there's so many things out there that people can do. Moderation is the key. Dabble a little bit. See what you like before you go all in. Just take things slow and, you know, like the person who went up to the machine and just got in the wrong position. And before she even pulled it, she got injured. Yes. That's that's a tough one. But what was her mindset? Well, the, here's the thing. Why was she doing that? She was doing the weight-bearing exercises right. before the sinew exercises. Right. So there's a there great example. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so why are these sinew exercises so important? It's because... Pliability. Yes. Suppleness. Stretching. They, yeah. It, it increases your suppleness. We like this word pliability. So let's explain it to people, Jay, because it's a, it's a difficult concept. A lot of people think it's 
flexibility, but it's not just stretching and being limber. In fact, you can be over limber. It's not that either. So it's the ability of the muscles to stretch and contract as well as they did when you were young. In one of those earlier cycles. Yes. So if you take care all your life to use those muscles, they will continue to have their pliability your whole life. But if you overdo it, maybe make them too loose or make them very tight by overdoing some kind of exercise, then you're either too stretched out and too loose or you're too tight. And that could cause injuries. Yes. That could cause you to not be joyful. And you know, there are some techniques you can use for, I'm just going to use the word pliability. I didn't make it up. That's just something that's in the, in the area. And there are some techniques that can help with this sort of flexibility, pliability, you know, people have different words for it. I like pliability right now. Foam rollers, they're kind of like big right now. They're kind of making a comeback for helping people, you know, increase this pliability, this suppleness of the muscles. But hey, Lena, what did the ancients do? I'm pretty sure they didn't have foam rollers back in ancient Chinese <laughs> philosophy time. <laughs> what, did they have a big rock? Maybe a gnarly log. <laughs> they just kind of rolled on top of it. <laughs> it sounds painful. Oh, well, you know it was painful, right? They, they love that. <laughs> well, I think that they used gua sha and cupping to do pliability. Absolutely. Yes. So if you don't know a lot about gua sha and cupping, I think we've talked about it on this podcast, but that is another tool that you can have in your quiver of tools. I know. I wish I knew about cupping and gua sha when I was an athlete. Yeah. Oh, my, my career would be completely different because the injuries took me down. Yes. Little injuries that led to finger injuries because I wasn't pliable. So remember, we want to keep that health of those sinews, those muscles, those tendons and ligaments, and they get kind of dried up or brittle or they get over flexed. Think of a rubber band. When you stretch a rubber band, you want it to just come quickly snap back into place. Yeah. And you don't want that rubber band to be dried out and brittle. So when you stretch it, it barely stretches. So mm-hmm. it's a perfect example of what we're talking about. So and anyone can do gua sha and cupping. Heck, yes. we made an online class for it because yes. he uses it so much in the clinic. Yes. So we have an online class. It's at the website cuppingandguasha.com. Hey, but that was a nice segue there, Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought I'd put that in there. It'll be in the show notes. But here's the thing. What does gua sha and cupping do? It gets more chi and blood flowing in those sinews. So that way you can do more things that you love, more activities, more hobbies, no sport, more sports. You can do all the things that you want to do and love to do, and that'll bring you joy, hence the joy of movement. Awesome. So I think that's a great place to end. I would love to hear what other people are doing or like to do for activities, exercises, hobbies, sports. You know, DM us, email us. Facebook is always good. Let us know what inspires you to get out and move your bleep. I'd get one more in there. I'd love to know some inspiring things that you think we should try out. So we're totally game. We're we're always adding new things. Anyone wants to do the bouncy house? Let me know. Yes, the bouncy house. That was the one that came out today. That's incredible. So it's balance. It's moderation. Things that can work all areas of the body. Keep yourself balanced. 
That's great. That makes me think there are three areas of the body, Jay, that keep you in balance. And it'd be great to add it today. Go. Let's keep going. All right. So number one, your neck. You need to keep your neck supple. So doing head rotations like the one we talked about. Tibetan head roll. The Tibetan head roll. Love it. It can be very helpful overall, especially as you grow older. So if you're in that fifth, sixth, seventh cycle of your of your seven and eight cycles, then you really need to think about head rotations. Yes, we talked about the Tibetan head roll. We'll put that in the show notes, but that is really good for wood people. That one exercise literally changed so much for me because people who move at a fast pace, if you do the Tibetan head roll, you learn how to move at a glacial pace. Yes. And that's life-changing for some people. And it's one of my favorite things to do. And you got to learn it. So if you're thinking you move too fast in the world, and guess what? It checks off the neck thing too. Yes. Boom. Boom. So that's really important. So you need to have that mobility of the neck. Think about how as you get older, people get stiff and stiff and the neck, especially they don't, when they're driving, they they can't turn their neck to look backwards. That's just not acceptable. You need to keep attending to the neck, rotating the neck. Fantastic. What's next? Okay. The next one that you really need to attend to is your calf muscles, making sure that they're strong. So you need small amounts of jumping or running to keep them fit. Maybe walking. You can only walk. Yes, but I do think the calf muscles in general really get strong with a little bit of jumping or running. So, you know, spinning my calf. Yes, spinning. Uh, Some people just jump on a trampoline a little bit. It's great. Okay. And finally, all the ligaments and tendons in your hips and shoulders, those are really important. So you have to be able to throw something or do a very quick exercise. Like playing tennis has a lot of sudden movements. These are called your speed muscles. And they also need to be kept in play your whole life for optimal health. So those are really three great tips at the end there. So that's fantastic. You might have to go back to listen to this podcast. I think I'm going to go back and listen to it and take some (laughs) notes because that was really good for me because I'm a very active person and I want to continue that level of activity in my life. So these things are very important and defining that joy is really what this is about. And so self-cultivation, move your chi, Find a way to have other movements in your life that work on the muscles, the sinews, the bone washing, the sinew strengthening, all the things that we talked about. You know, one of the things I think about, Jay, is like when I'm older and I have grandchildren or whatever, you know, if that grandchild is like running around playing, I want to feel strong enough to join that kid. Like just because I'm older, I still want to feel young in my body. And these are the secrets of Chinese medicine of how to do that. So ancient philosophy here. Just move it or lose it. Yes. So just do it. Oh, wait. I don't know if we could say that. That's a Nike slogan there. Can we say just do it? I think we can. We're going to say it anyway. That's right. It's copyrighted. (laughs) No, we cannot say it is copyrighted. We're going to say it anyways, because you know what? I'm going to throw in one more bleep. Just get out there and do it. Just do it. What the bleep? Who cares? Move your body, move your chi, smile, open your heart and move your mind. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. 
why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.